listening to Closer Look. You're the founder of the Deviate Kitchen. First of all, what is that? Tell us about your restaurant. All right. So we uh, are striving to give people a better than expected experience uh, in both food, uh, atmosphere, and uh, service uh, through people that are trying to recover from uh, drugs and alcohol. And they're in early stages of it. And we just want to love on people, not only the folks that are working for us, but the people that are coming in. So what inspired you and your wife to start this restaurant? What was the thing, the catalyst that started it all? Well, 100% it was Diane's idea. And I was an unwilling participant. She was thinking that it was important to extend the idea of being a kingdom business in a way that wasn't transactional. It got our hands dirty. It messed up our schedule. (laughs) And so we have three restaurants here in Lexington, and she thought that this would be something that we could shepherd from the side. And because it was a breakfast and lunch place, primarily our other restaurants are dinner. That's how it started off, and it was all her idea, her heart. And I feel like, you know, she was being poured in by the Holy Spirit, and it was it, it was really you know, she's being prompted by God. I really believe this. So do you and your wife have experience with addiction? Yes, I'm, I have been 28 years clean in the industry that we're in. I don't know if addiction finds the restaurant business or the restaurant business finds folks that are in addiction. We've seen how people are systematically eliminated from jobs or apartments, even if they have a past, even though they're trying to help themselves through recovery. And working all the steps and, you know, connecting with God through the whole thing, it doesn't matter to the general public, unfortunately. And so we wanted to try to illustrate that by showing success with people in recovery. You know, it's working so far. So tell me, I'm curious about the name Deviate. Where does that come from? Well, um, it's Deviate from Your Past Lifestyle. So our logo is uh, is an extended arrow at 45 degrees, it goes down, and at the bottom, it signifies rock bottom in, in, in addiction. And our logo is the letter D, uh, the letter V, and the number 8. And it's in graffiti. And so it looks like there's chaos all around. And then once you've bottomed up, the arrow goes up. The hope is through recovery, things get better. And then we have a, 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 low, a halo on top. The whole purpose is for us to, you know, to all get to heaven. What are some of the things that you serve? We, first and foremost, are a from-scratch, small-batch bakery. So we do things like uh, brioche buns, sourdough bread, southern biscuits, croissants, and we specialize in cinnamon rolls, and we make it from laminated dough, which is croissant dough, and then we pile it high with cream cheese frosting, um, and then we do salads and tacos and uh, predominantly sandwiches and breakfast items. I know you've had probably hundreds of amazing God stories, just inspirational stories. But off the top of your head and maybe from your heart, what is one of the stories that really stands out to you from one of your employees? My wife was talking to a young man. We decided to do an uh, impromptu Fourth of July party. The proximity of our restaurant to downtown Lexington is pretty good, and they were having a firework display. So out of the blue, we decided that we were just going to, you know, kind of invite people over and roast marshmallows in the parking lot. And, you know, we got a bunch of supermarket fireworks. And 
a gentleman came up that worked for us, and we didn't know him very well at the time, but he was just blown away that we wanted to spend our holiday with him. And it was particularly poignant because a year before he was ODing, and he sat there and explained his whole situation to us, the difference between 2017, 4th of July, and 2018, July, and how it was all about his connection with God and how he couldn't have done it without God. And it was the best way to spend a holiday that I could ever think of. It's amazing. I heard a story about, actually I read it on your Facebook page, about a mom who lost her son to addiction and she made a special trip on her way home to Chicago from Nashville. She made a huge detour just to stop by DV8. Tell us about what she had waiting for when she got there. You know, we have now become kind of a place of healing for folks that have had experiences, um, you know, with, with drugs or alcohol in their life. Lots of folks, unfortunately, have lost people. It's not too uncommon that we hear that every day. But we got a Facebook message uh, from a, a, a really sweet woman that says that she has going, coming to deviate as a bucket list item. And so, so we thought we'd have fun with her. You know, we put happy birthday signs all over uh, the, the doors when she arrived. Um, we asked if everybody, you know, wouldn't mind going and saying thank you for coming in. But the staff goes way out of their way. Not only did they do that, but they enthusiastically ran up to her and gave her a hug. It wasn't just like, hey, hey, happy birthday, but really made her feel loved and appreciated. And some of them even shared stories back and forth with their loss. It was a special, really, you know, as this deviate thing is, it's always a surprise. We don't understand exactly why God has chosen this little mission to, to just really touch people's hearts, but it has. And we're just so thankful for it. Have you had opportunities to point to Jesus with any of your employees? Yeah, you know, we've had one uh, baptism and we're about ready to experience another one. So we're super excited about it. I mean, uh, we try to work off the triple bottom line and every week we think about, are we financially stable? Are we uh, spiritually uh, touching and, and are we socially impactful? And most every week, I feel like we have something to work on, but we're moving closer and closer. Uh, one of the things that we developed right after we opened, which is proving to be pretty successfully spiritually, is that we had to identify that Sundays is our busiest day at, at DV8 and everybody works super hard. So what we've decided to do is as a standing, you know, invitation, we invite all of our staff members to meet at the restaurant. And if not, meet at one of our other restaurants, Saul Good, down the street at 445. And then we eat a big family meal. And then we head down and worship at our local church at six o'clock. It's wonderful because in, in our business, we're still employers, right? So it's much more effective, but it's also easier to be an employer without stepping on, you know, a lot of rules to show people that you're a Christ follower and act like it as opposed to talk about it a lot. So it's proven to be really impactful, I think, because it's about action and it's not about talking to people that are in really a formidable portion of their life trying to figure out everything. It speaks a lot louder when we do it with our actions as opposed to our words and it's been really successful. So you are literally shepherding these men and women. 
one of the things that I hope that people understand is that once you take away the drugs and the alcohol and you add God into it, they're whole. Unfortunately, if you have a past, sometimes it's just disappointing because they're really trying to help themselves. But over generations, we've developed a way of keeping people down through background checks and and things. And I'm telling you, if we just change our perspective a little bit and understand that people that are in active recovery really do deserve our opportunities. And it's not always about the job. It's mostly about the relationship. When they're in recovery, they really need to have people that press into them, that care about them, that are interested in them. And then they need to have a community of coworkers that feel the same. And it's just really, really, really inspiring to watch people just grow right in front of your eyes. And Christ is present. I love what you said about you take away the drugs and alcohol and you add God and then the person becomes whole. That's profound. I really do believe that, that this is a, you know, a truth. And I hope that we can turn it into at least getting people to consider that it is a truth. It doesn't mean that it's easy, you know, because there are days where, where it is tough. And some days I do feel like I need to reparent people. But I mean, at least I'm pressing into people. At least we're having the opportunity to share, you know, Christ, even on the bad days. And I feel blessed every single day. I've been more, you know, vocationally, I guess, satisfied than I ever have because this has been, you know, a real opportunity to to try to do the triple bottom line. And it's been wonderful. Triple bottom line. Tell us about that again, please. So we're trying to be financially stable. We're trying to be socially impactful and we're trying to be spiritually touching. And we try to evaluate ourselves each week on each of those things. But, you know, in the reality, we really need to be able to take that into our relationships with our staff too. It's okay for us to say, hey, how are your hours? Uh, How is your pay? Are you making ends meet? What's going on? Because it's important to them too. But it's great because our goal is to try to hire people in second chances, but When our employees understand that they have an opportunity to show people through good food, good service, and good atmosphere that the recovery community deserves a chance, they have an opportunity to give great service, a smile, awesome food, and impact the way that the general public feels about recovery. And then lastly, we really believe that it's important in your life, including your job, that you have a bigger meaning. But there's, there's something more. We choose Christ. We'd love for you, if you're interested, to ask us a question about it, but we just want to encourage you to explore that. Do not discount that. It's part of most 12-step programs anyway. It really is important. And so if you can think about it not just as money, but trying to help people and then having a higher meaning, it, it's really rewarding. It's been rewarding for Diane and I. Is Deviate Kitchen a nonprofit? Yes, our bakery is a nonprofit, 501c3, and uh, it's called Deviate Kitchen Vocational Training Foundation. Okay. Yeah, so every time we sell bread, uh, it goes towards the foundation. We do train people from scratch, that people that don't have any background in the trade of baking. Um, and so it's more expensive, unfortunately, to put out the food than we take money in. So uh, through people's graciousness and their donations, we're able to really pull this off. 
So this is really a true ministry. Yeah, it's turned into that. I bet. And I understand that you're trying to expand your space so you have more space for another bakery? Funny thing happened along the way. There's not a lot of models for social enterprises, uh, you know, trying to help in second chances. And we just, when we were thinking about this, we thought that probably people would uh, graduate for some lack of better term after six months. Well, folks are wanting to stay. It's a safe environment. Uh, We've crafted the whole business day around people that are in recovery. For example, we close it by three o'clock every day so folks can work their program at night. You know, so it's a good environment for someone that's in recovery. Well, no one's leaving. But we would love to be able to try to build a path where they can earn more. And if you're a baker, you can generally make more money than someone that works in a kitchen or works behind a counter. And so we're trying to expand the bakery to give more opportunity to people uh, in second chance to learn the trade of baking, to earn a better living, and to kind of have a career path that is sequential and so that we can keep them. So in order to do that, we're trying to come up with ways to expand our wholesale bread baking business. So one of our ideas is to sell retail, so we're working on that. One of our ideas is to sell uh, our cinnamon rolls through the Internet. One of our ideas is to, to just go out and get more restaurants to, you know, that we can serve our bread to, which they're coming and agreeing to right now. So it's been going great. How exciting. You have been faithful with a little thing, and God has expanded it in such an awesome way. Well, and it's the, you know, there, there is such a perception out there and the stigma so strong. I mean, my wife really didn't let this go. Think about all the things that I've seen in my own addiction. I couldn't come to grips with doing this because I didn't think that we could hire a workforce that would have been on time, dependable, and motivated. I really didn't. And I had all the same stigmas that I'm trying to point out to the general public. I don't want anybody to think that I'm pointing fingers because the honest to goodness truth is I'm pointing at me. When I talk passionately about giving a second chance, I'm talking to me too, because people really do need this opportunity. And all of us who employ people have this gift that we could give someone. I just think God that he was able to speak through my wife and she was able to convince me eventually to do this because I see that it's a gigantic need, even our, in our Christian community. I think that we need to hear this story um, so that we could repurpose people. So good. And you're right. The restaurant industry is a magnet anyway for people who have drug and alcohol addiction. Why not make it a magnet for people who are in recovery? We like to say that, you know, if, it, if the restaurant industry is a sword, maybe it can be a shield too. You know, if we could just take our restaurant industry that seems to have a problem and turn it on its axis and make it, a, make it, you know, part of the solution, then, you know, hopefully more people can do that too. I love it. What else, Rob, can you tell us that you just feel like it's on your heart to share right now? I think that as a Christian, I had to be challenged. I had to be told, hey, look, if you're a Christ follower, maybe all of the things that you do for charity doesn't have to be passing a check or going 12,000 miles away for a short-term mission. Maybe every day you need to, you know, carry the cross a bit. And if you could concentrate your business, which 
most of us spend so much of our times doing that and convert that in a way to help people if our most two important things is to love God and love people, why don't we turn our social you know, attention in each of our businesses to just help one person? And it doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. It could be foster care or whatever. But how can we convert our businesses in, I guess, an opportunity to share our testimony with people and do it every day through action? And it doesn't have to be standing on the corner with a bullhorn, but try to be able to talk about following Christ with our actions at work. I don't know. It's been super rewarding. Uh, I felt uh, until this point, I didn't really invite Christ into to my businesses in the way that I should have. I feel like now I'm actively praying for people. I'm reading scripture with them in mind, and it's it's been pretty impactful. You know, I'm still a sinner. I still make, make mistakes at work. I, I don't ever want to claim like I'm perfect at all because I'm not. I'm broken. But the reality of it is, is this has been really, really, really wonderful. And I basically am a glorified busser, and, <laughs> and I couldn't be more happy. So the name of your restaurant, DV8 Kitchen in Lexington, Kentucky. Do you have a website? It is dv8kitchen.com. DV8 kitchen.com. Yes. Well, Rob, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your day and talking with me. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you so much.